0: some cases the ends justify the means. It's instances like this where the most get it done actions are performed and get overlooked or waived. However, one time actions slowly turn into the new normal which can spell disaster if it continues to be practiced. No operation is worth continually glossing over procedures. This is Shady Fixes.
1: What's the old saying? If you can't duck it,
2: chuck <laughs> 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 it in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: it. Yeah, that's yeah, the, PG that's enough, the, yeah that's the PG version. Close enough, right? PG version. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. It's just 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 speed tape it back together. It'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Just for this just for this flight, just to meet the mission, and then and then and then six months later, when you go back on deployment and that thing's still taped together, and you're like, huh? Glad we ultimately fixed that. Yeah. by yeah. adding more speed tape, he's <laughs> got like five, five or so layers of it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you will peel it off, and you're like, oh, oh, now come on! Like after like three layers, and you're like, come on, somebody should have done this, right? <laughs> it should have been a red flag, red flag, red flag galore. Oh, uh, but it, like, like you're saying,
0: like those one, let's do it this one time, just turns into an all the time thing. Yep, and we were saying earlier, like. In some cases, very slim cases, the ends do justify the means, you know? Like whatever, just get it out of here. It's 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 more expensive to keep it here, so let's just patch it up just enough to get it up out of here so we never have to deal with it
1: ever again. Or it's one of those, hey, we got troops in the ground, they're in distress, get this get this overwatch bird going. It's it's got air support it needs to do. Yeah, whatever you gotta do to get that thing near, tape the tail boom on for all I care. Like just get it going, you know. Right. But then but like then like you say, then every time after, like, well, this is what you did before, just do it again. Yeah, but we're not in a rush right now. Why? Right. Well but it'll save time and money if we do it that way. Okay, sure. But And it can cost you a lot of money. It can cost money too. you a lot too. Like <laughs> like it's a temporary fix. It's not it's why it's why aircraft aren't aren't glued together. They're riveted, you know, most mm, of them. Or, right whatever else it's it's but yeah like you said it just becomes the new norm right
0: then then you get like the, the demanding parties where they're like but
1: it's temporary
0: enough <laughs>
2: right
0: yeah close enough close enough close enough in horseshoes and hand grenades right. yeah and, and then you get those who are just so enthusiastic that like, you know we're never gonna get funding for this just do what you gotta do because it just it is what it is i, I can't be- i can't begin to tell you guys how much of a
1: pet peeve that is for me well well, think about think about from our past that we had those birds that were doing testing. Just make it work enough to get this one test flight done. And then it's going to sit in the hangar for six months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, yeah, but why not just fix it right now? And then when it goes in the hangar for six months, it's sitting there with no discrepancies. It just, it's there, you know? right? right? But then then it always goes wow. by the wayside. And then six months later, like, hey, we need to test this again. Well, hey, actually, we got to fix this first. Where did this come from? Right. Like, oh, my God. Well, it's like from six months ago when we first brought it up. Maybe don't just pull back. Let's, let's. Well, there's nothing in the logbook. Did you go through the pulled forms? Well, no. Wait, wait a minute. Why? is Why would you pull the? Why'd you pull oh. the forms? With an open discrepancy. Oh. <laughs> because I, I don't know my job very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. that 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 goes into like what we were saying like some time ago about having to explain your your job to other people who just don't understand like come on now, man. Like, you, you know this, this doesn't happen overnight. And if it does, it's probably wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. You ever notice though that most of the shady fixes are actually procedural fixes? <laughs> it's not actual maintenance being done on the on the a- aircraft itself. It's always a procedural maintenance. Like, oh man, we hit this roadblock. So let's dog leg it and go around that and then keep on going. Right. But then- one shady fix stacks on top of another, like the duct tape, all this high, the speed tape I was talking about earlier. It just starts layering upon itself, and then you don't know which way to go anymore. Right? It's spaghetti. It's trying
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's like a spaghetti guy diagram. Just, I don't know what I'm reading, but let's just roll it anyway. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. And I think that a lot of that goes into, um, matter of fact, MVP, you said it about procedures where it doesn't match up to what the actual work is.
1: So we're just like, well. Let's just do it and ask for forgiveness later. Or it's one of those, um, hey, we have this problem. We need to fix it. Uh, We don't have any parts on site to do that, though. So we're going to have to order them. It's probably going to take two weeks to get here. And then you get that one person in the corner. Oh, I think we have a way around it. What way around it? Mm -hmm. Like the manual says it has to be fixed this way. So what's your way around it? You and how often do you use and it? how often do you use that way around it? Because it sounds like You sound pretty versed in this <laughs> sound, pretty, sound pretty yeah <laughs> you sound It sounds like, like you, this happens way too often. <laughs> yeah, and, and but then they never they never tell you actually what the what the way around it is. And so everybody's just like cool thumbs up, moving on with our lives, on to the next talking point. And you're like actually no, I want to know what that I want to know what that fix is. Wait, like why, get- if it's better than if we if we use it more than once, it sounds like we do. Um, why aren't we doing manual updates or TO changes or whatever you want to say? Mm-hmm. And that—that's our new procedure because it sounds like our existing procedure is antiquated. Our existing way to do it is antiquated, and there's a better one. Yeah. Well, that's too much work to get all that stuff changed. So we just like to look mm-hmm. the other way right, <laughs> while this gets done. Right. Or did you see some that would
0: get real, real shifty in the eyes? I'm like. Well, we can do it, uh, but we can only do it on second shift or night shift you yeah know? we'll have
1: we'll have thirds do it. Why <laughs> thirds aren't they're supposed to be prepping for the flight the next day? Well, we'll start it on seconds, and then we'll have thirds finish, and you're like, uh-huh
0: well, that that's mm-hmm. code speak for where we need you to leave because we don't want to be held liable yeah, for it
1: <laughs> right and then, and if it goes south, we can uh, always point the finger to people saying you were doing something illegal."
2: hmm
1: like so hang you tell your people to do something illegal and then if it does go wrong you're gonna hang them out to dry yeah that's fucked. get out of my head <laughs> <laughs> stop it no <laughs> oh, man so
0: uh, an ex- i've done a shady fix i mean i'm I'm pretty sure all of us have but some of them you know it's it's not really fixing It think it's more like a good to have kind of kind of fix like for instance uh this was on a on a cobra one of the pilots glare shield cracked and so we have to take it off it takes a little too long for it to cure and repair but they need it for a flight so we just got a cardboard box cut it to the shape of the glare shield and then stuck it on with duct tape and then the pilot just look at us like what the hell there's your glare shield friend it does what it needs to do it keeps it keeps the sunlight out of the gauges what more do you want (laughs)
1: i had that for a drawer in a galley on a on a corporate jet yeah and the the latches wouldn't stay closed and i'm like i i need new i need to order new latches and then you know remove the drawer install these latches or whatever else And they're like "Mm, that's gonna take too long to get just just tape it shut and then the next day the air crew comes in like this is this isn't fixed you just put tape over i'm like look that's what that's what maintenance control wanted done. They said you were more than capable of reapplying tape. If you needed to get in that drawer, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just don't open it when you're on a bank. <laughs> it's not flight critical. Just roll it. Right. Yeah. Now you were talking about the glare shield. So mm-hmm. I had one in a cockpit once where they're like, we'll just take the one from the co-pilot side and put it on the pilot side. Cause the pilots one was the one that was messed up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what about the pilot? Like, well, they're the pilot. They can deal with it. And I was like, well, what happens is something with the pilot. Uh, It'll be fine. They'll just have to work through it. Okay.
0: It's going to take it off and shuffle it around (laughs) mid-flight.
1: Quick. (laughs) Or you just tape on another piece of cardboard that's extended way over here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like like you're saying, man, some of those, it's not flight critical. No one really cares, but it's one of those that just need to happen. Like um, gluing things back in place when it really should just be replaced. But whatever. Who cares? You know, right. it's a, it's a, it's a windscreen seal or a
1: weather stripping. No one gives a shit. Oh yeah. You, uh, you high saw, you high saw a screw in that really doesn't take high <laughs> saw. Good luck to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> so, so now we're, now we're going into the shady, shady of fixes, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is with O-rings especially or uh, packings, oh, man. man. Yeah. O-rings, man, they get dicked up so damn much. I mean. I can't even tell you, you know, it gets gird up so easy.
1: Well, yeah, they, they get put in and they get flattened. Right. Yep. So, cause the, when the two units are compressed together or the two units are bolted together, mm-hmm. compresses that O-ring, which creates a seal, which is what it's supposed to do. But then that seal work hardens into a more flat shape, mm-hmm. but then you go to replace that, you know, pull the units apart and as we all know, we're supposed to replace o-rings every time, mm. so says the manual. <laughs> but then you find yourself in a uh middle of nowhere location with parts not readily available and um you kind of just want to go home because it's been a 100-hour week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the seal's not torn. It'll, it's healthy it'll enough probably work if it's I just It's seasoned. Yeah. If it's I seasoned. just add a little more o-ring lube to it, <laughs> it should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 it is. And it is. It's fine. Nothing ever happens, right? No leaks, no whatever else. Right. But it's not right. It's and, not and right. you know that when you're doing it. But, <laughs> but but it's still not right.
0: Right. And that goes into the edge just by the means. But then you get some other ones where same O rings where they go to install it and they gird it up so bad, like they pinch it, they rip it, whatever the case may be. It happens. Especially when it comes to stuff like fuel. It it gets gird up so freaking easy. And, but it's one of those that has to fly, that has to go. So the next shady, shady fixes is, is they you take like um, sealing or liquid shims, shim it up in there and then press it real tight while it's still wet <laughs> and then let it dry.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then the next guy to go take it off and they're like, this should just fall right. <laughs> it's just seized in. <laughs> <laughs> and you come off three hours later and they're there with like, the largest screwdriver and crowbar from the toolbox. And they're like, Oh, like, just what? leaning against it. You know, like <laughs> then here comes a great white shark of QA. Right? Like, What are you doing? <laughs> why the hell are <laughs> you using that tool to get that component off? Like, What are you going to do with that? It's oh, not gonna- a sealed component. You're right, Mr. <laughs> QA. I don't know why it's not coming off though. <laughs> <laughs> and so they end up having to take off, take off the component that's in front of it. Right. From mm-hmm. like the, say the gearbox, the AGB. And, uh, and then they send it to the back shop and the back shop ultimately breaks them apart. And you're like, this shit was literally glued together with, with Pro ProSeal. <laughs> <And> you're, <like, laughs> you're like, who did this job? But guess what? That person never never wrote that job up in the long <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. they Because they
0: knew. <laughs> all sorts of <are> wrong.
1: <laughs> it is all sorts of wrong, but now there's not a finger to point it. i like, well, I guess we'll just install the new parts and move on with our lives. And you're like, yep. But the, somewhere down the road, there's somewhere, somewhere... Is a uh, the maintainer who did that job? I'm like, please, dear God, I hope nobody finds out it was me.
0: <laughs> hey, which is a lot of times, Charlotte. I'm sure you guys did a lot of shady stuff to make things work, especially in the live. Make this happen now, or you lose your job. Kind of, kind of environment.
2: Oh man, uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time, it's just like uh, you know, if a uh, if a uh, some feeder has come and it's got a slice in it somewhere, or Something like that. It's a bunch of E-tape and, and just trying to make it so it's not super unsafe, but you know, workable. And when it goes back to the shop, hopefully it gets fixed. But then, you know, six months later you pull that same cable out and it's still got that same E-tape on it. And you're like, well, we have to make it work for this show too. So peel that tape off, put new tape on it, and it just repeats itself. Uh um, as far as super shady fixes, uh, less fixes and more I've been, into, I've been in some pretty shady rigging situations where you have to hang stuff from places. It's not supposed to get hung um, and like having to be a structural engineer when you're not a structural engineer. Yes. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. My God. I you're like, this- I hope this holds. I really do. That kind of brings me back to the
0: whole Jurassic Park thing. We're like, well, we're not supposed to bring back dinosaurs, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah.
2: Or using a uh, truss that uh, isn't as uh, isn't rated for as much weight as it's probably carrying. Oh, let, let, me, tell, let me tell you scary.
0: about using stuff to hoist things that shouldn't, that are not rated
1: for. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I got, I got some of
2: those. <laughs> yeah. I have one. Uh, so this one was fun. Uh, we had a motor burnout when we were trying to hang a PA and it's a two point hang. Uh, and we usually use uh, two, one ton motors, one front, one back. And the one at the back had burned out and we, it was like day of show. So we had to make something work. So we used a half ton chain pull on the back and this is not light. And luckily it was the back that burned out because the front was the one carrying all the weight. Um, uh, it's carrying about 70 to 80% of the weight, but you have the front, which is an electric motor that goes straight up and down. Mm-hmm. And then you have a chain pull motor, which uh, if anybody's used chain pull motors, you know, when you pull it, it, it has a tendency to swing. If, if, if the front side's lifted as well, mm-hmm. that's exactly what would happen. So you'd go up a few feet with the front motor and then you'd have the chain pull and it would just be swinging. And this is over somebody's head swinging. So, um, but I finally got it up in the air and it was fine. But man, it was not a fun adventure getting it up there. No, <laughs> no, no. Another shady fix that I can
1: think of is like, say you're working in uh, under uh, in some sort of bay on the aircraft, right? And you're say you're in there changing a hydro pump or something like that, or not a hydro pump, like a thinking of like a Phenom 300. There was a panel on the back and it had these springs that controlled the rudder and stuff, and one of the springs had collapsed, but go to anyways go to put the panel back on and when you took it out one of the you stripped out one of the one of the fasteners the heads and you don't have any replacements or you have one that's a little too long or a little too short you know and maybe a slightly different thread pitch and you can get like the first two started and you're kind of like all right <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly cool. and you just hammer that thing in there it's like well it's not coming off now <laughs> <Got> <laughs> the go <laughs> and, and, and then, and then it, a real maintainer keeps a notebook on them that has the tail number and they're like god i hope i don't have to work on that one again
2: <laughs> 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 uh.
1: yeah that, that that's another one is uh random hardware that's not the correct hardware but I think a lot of people would be surprised to know how many aircraft are flying with incorrect hardware. Now, it, chances of it failing, right? Because it's still all PMA, right? It's still all certified hardware. It's just not the correct one for that specific <laughs> location. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> or Or how about you don't have a screw at all, and so you fill the actual screw hole with high-sol. <laughs> 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 like... Like hopefully nobody will notice.
0: You <laughs> guess someone was really artistic who kind of draws it to look like a screw
1: too. <laughs> you 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 okay. So I saw this though. Some people thought it was because someone actually The, did that. the Pro was black, right? Yeah. And then they had one of those silver sharpies. <laughs> and after it dried, they colored over top of the the heisel like they trimmed out around it. So it's just the little black dot like the head of the screw. Oh, and they just silver sharpied over and then black sharpied like. The little lines in it for <laughs> that is awesome like, 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 a, phillips. A, like a phillips head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from a distance you're like walking around you're like okay everything's there and whatever and then how i was discovered like somebody else went and worked on the plane you're like what the <laughs> like they had to get in there and like where, where the hell did this come from like why does this all stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're sitting there they're sitting there with like picks and shit trying to get the pros to out of there and like trying to dissolve it with. M.E.K. and whatever else, like damn it, cursing, cursing whoever was on, and they went through like you go through the book. You're like, I'm, you're so pissed off. You go through the book like, who the fuck was in there before me? God damn it, I'm gonna find him. And then, and then you find out it was you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate me. Damn you, <laughs> oh, past <way."> me. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a piece of shit. Older me. <laughs>
0: oh man. And then, and then uh, the best part about shady fixes is when the customer or the the demanding uh, individual like waves it or buys it off. He said like, yeah, well, this is not the right way, but it will get it done. And the, and then the signing or waiving authority is like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Do
1: it. Oh man. I've worked for some people that they would wave anything. Like, hey, we, the, the drag link, uh, we cracked a little, like we used to have a problem with the, with the stresses on the landing. It would crack the, um, these like lock collars. Mm-hmm the drag links and uh, like yeah we need to replace these but it's not a common not a really common thing to break but we just had a bad bad batch of them hit the field mm-hmm. and so they would crack after one flight and so we started looking at them like ah oh, these are cracked and, and that, that particular customer was like yeah okay but what are the chances of it like what's the worst that can happen if it, if it cracks and falls off I mean these two nuts can, can could, could loosen up I'm like, okay. Well, we're, we're willing to take that risk. And I was like, Okay. I was like, like I was like, are you sure? And they're like, well, what can you do to make it uh make it work? And I was like, I can maybe try to stop drill it and pro seal the shit out of it. <laughs> Very well. Do that. I was like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was like, can you sign this real quick? I was like, I'm just gonna need this. But they would they would anything like they they got so used to it, they were just like, uh you need a waiver for that? And I'm like, uh if you if you if you would, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. There you would. go sign there, John Hancock, and I had a book like that of all the waivers. <laughs> <laughs> like it was thicker than the actual manual. of the waivers we
0: had. Wow! Imagine, imagine like how much of a headache that would be when you're looking through the procedures, like this, okay, this, or this, and then you go to the waiver manual, like, well, don't gotta worry about that no more. Don't worry about this. <laughs> they would
1: even waive like uh, overtemps, engine overtemps. Wow! Because you know, more often than not, you might overtemp it by. Twenty degrees. Typically, yeah. typically everything's going to be fine in there. And once the customer learns that, they're kind of like, "Well, if it's typically fine, just did you do a follow on? in, you know, just start it up again." But yeah, we just did everything's everything's operating as normal. Great. <laughs> Put it in the air, and you're like, "All right, okay." But you what know, we say, a, "Coach," a, and it, like we've said so many times today, but it all comes down to that dollar sign because it's like, "Well, well, I could." pull the motor and send it back, which is the right way to do, but that's going to cost me, including the replacement engine, that's going to be about 15 mil
2: mm-hmm.
1: S- or they ops check it and it's operating as it should right now. Let's just waive that and move on with our lives. Mm. Cause again, the dollar drives everything,
2: right? And I do have even a some shady fixes. Yeah. I've got a question for you. So a uh, little off topic, you mentioned getting a bad batch of parts and, and, uh, I can I can speak on that. I'm curious on how often it happens to you guys. It doesn't happen very often in my industry, uh but for instance we had uh fly bars which is what the speakers attached to to go up in the air. And uh we did an install somewhere and this company had just uh put their manuf- manufacturing into a different country and they had a bad batch of these fly bars. And so we did an install, it was up in the air for a few days and it the welds gave out completely luckily it was prior to opening um nobody was in the nobody was in where this was installed definitely part of that company's problem but what what it was was a change in manufacturing and a bad batch of fly bars that ended up going out and recalled and all that but so what what uh is that for is that often it happens it
1: happens more often than you care to admit it happens quite a bit okay and it might just be right it might be um it might be a component that the manufacturer of that component changed a vendor of theirs who makes an internal part to that something we as the maintainers would never ever ever change it would always have to go back to for depot level and then they would rip that thing apart and get down to that tiny little piece that's way inside of there gotcha um but that one little component starts and so then we get it to them like hey this component one after the other keeps keeps failing what the hell is going on mm-hmm. and we're going to the manufacturer and the manufacturer's like i don't know like we haven't changed anything right. and then and you keep pressing them about it and they're like oh actually we did change a vendor for this and they're like oh okay and that's and so then they have to do a case study on it like the manufacturer and they have to do a claim against their new vendor and figure out what changed in the process to make it but yeah it happens happens more than you care to admit
0: mm-hmm. um, gotcha.
1: i guess the good thing about aviation is you said that the welds gave out and everything came crashing down at least for most things in aviation or at least on the aircraft, there's redundancy systems. Right. So yeah. if one gives out, you got a backup to fall on, but, Yeah, um, you kind of want that when you're at 30,000 feet. Yeah.
0: And some of those, um, failed parts or bad parts, their tolerance is like just off by like a small amount, you know, mm-hmm. like real small, but it's just enough for it to be considered bad. Right. Right. Um, you also have ones where they were good when you when you took it out. You send it for its overhaul or whatever have you, and it comes back bad. <laughs> you know when they do the rework to it, and it's just what they girded. Yeah, up you somehow. took it off
1: for a high time, right? It hit its it hit its limit on you know service hours, and you send it back, and you get that component back, and it just flops right away. Like I had a s- starter gen on a on a Phenom three hundred once, and it grenaded itself in flight. And you look back at it, and it would just came back from overhaul. So. It's got to go the the back shop somewhere. They they're the ones who've got an answer for that. Like what the hell? The yeah, hell right. happened? You know
0: mm-hmm. some some of the more shady, straight up illegal fixes I've seen for 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 parts and reworks like that is they know the parts fail, but there's not going to be a replacement, so they'll scratch off the serial numbers or redo the history to say that it's okay enough, and then send it back for you to install it. Now that is like some straight up, not even shady. That's in the black yeah that that is (laughs) don't do that well
1: so to add to that right there's um there's a big problem in the corporate realm of when a part gets pulled for high time right because those models aircraft are all over the world different countries own them whatever else um but there's a problem when the part gets pulled for high time and it instead of going for depot it gets sold to some country in south america for so say that part is a is a $5,000 part, they'll sell to someplace in South America for two. But that part wasn't overhauled. It was high time. They'll go down there and it might work for a little while. And then ultimately it's going to kill itself Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have catastrophic failure. So that's been a big problem. I know um, probably five or six years ago, there was a lot of investigation and stuff going on. A lot of companies were getting investigated to see where their parts go. Like once I would pull it off in the field and ship it back to the their headquarters or whatever else. And then then from there, their parts department would disperse it to whoever the manufacturer of that component was for overhaul, depot-level maintenance. But there was a – I mean, there's such a big money in that, though. Absolutely. Like you would get a lot of these mom-and-pop shops all over the country, small places, and they would pull high-time parts off and then sell them to Central and South America or Africa or wherever else Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, Southeast Asia. Whoever was willing to buy it. Whoever was willing to buy it, really. But a lot of the places were – second third world yeah uh places that don't have a lot of money but they're buying you know parts for and so the people selling were making it was just straight profit yeah
2: mm-hmm. crazy yeah or because well, like, they've already made their money on it when they send it to you guys and right. now it's a high time item so now it gets and,
1: and some parts are end of life right they hit so many hours completely done can never right. be used again there's no over overhaul that goes with it and those are the big ones that are the so so like say I would get it, I would do all the work and I'm pulling that part off, putting on a new part and I have this out of end of life cycled component. Well, what I typically would do is scrap it, whatever else, you know, just waste metal or something at that point. Um, but then I would sell it to them and you know, if the parts 5,000 brand new, here, I'll give it to you for two. Cool. And it's a straight, straight, straight profit. So that's, um, that's a Uber big, no, no, that's a, extreme shady fix uh if you're covered by the FAA you're you're going to get hammered hard but beyond them you're probably, probably going to be dealing with the FBI so anyways that's that's one of the biggest things that I've ever seen or heard of that's crazy uh is is mm-hmm. for ultimate shady fixes is taking end of huh. life components and selling them to a foreign entity and then they install them on theirs and then massive catastrophic failures yeah but it's in another country, so it's kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Right. No, I don't.
0: And then a, a lot of uh, companies, especially or organizations, don't have like such real strict uh, scrap it uh, policies. You know, like as soon as it goes bad or as soon as it's identified as bad, they have this whole like chain of event to get rid of it because of reasons like that. Right. Like, like uh, I think I mentioned in one of our episodes, we returned the the drive shafts into mugs or beer cans and whatnot. And before that we would just toss them in the trash or like you'll like gouge a giant hole in it. Yeah. So that's right. one
1: thing we had to do with certain components like that. So like we would have to we would have to actually do physical damage to the part to where it could couldn't even be fixed, right? Mm-hmm, like right. you would take the housing and you had like a big punch and a hammer and you would just smash mm-hmm. right into a certain spot and it would crack the housing. Yep. So it couldn't even be reused. And then when you submitted the paperwork to the customer because like, you were in the field somewhere. They had to witness mm-hmm. that crack in the housing right. to know that the like, kid to submit all the serial numbers like you typically would, but you had to show that picture where there was a physical damage to that old
2: component. Like clearly, this cannot be used anymore.
0: Right, right. and then and then you see it in another aircraft with that same hole or crack. Like, wait a minute,
1: because, because <laughs> and that's for their records. Because let's say let's say that serial number of component showed up somewhere else as a as a. um that serial number showed up in a country on an aircraft that had crashed, right? And they're going to say that they trace it back to you for some reason. They're going to say, "Hey, you sold this part because it cashed and killed people. Whatever else, you're now responsible." But you can say, "No, look, here's the serial number. Here's the physical damage. I, right. so somebody fudged right. a serial number someplace else, right?" So, right. ultimately, a lot of them probably don't ever get resolved because right. it's a happens in a foreign country and whatever else. But yeah, it's 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 CYA for them. Absolutely. For the operator.
0: And then we was, we were talking a little bit about the waivers, like, oh, like uh, the customer's willing to waive this or the uh, waiver authorities willing to waive this. Sometimes that's not even written down anywhere. They're just like, give you their thumbs up, like, go for it, do it. I'm like, okay. And and um, I've seen a lot of cases of this where the executive management or the project management were like, well, customer says it's cool with it. I'm like, yeah, cool. But how do I sign this off? I can't take your word of mouth and just say, okay, the customer told
1: me to. You customer know, they, verbally gave verbal approval of yeah, wa- waiving of rights of whatever else or to yeah. use this component. And there's,
0: there's usually like a control number or something
1: like that, some kind of document mm-hmm. that says this. I'm allowed to do this. So, like even when you would go to put an item on MEL or Minimum Equipment List, right? So it's it's not it's not right. It's a it's an out of tolerance situation, but it's not flight critical. You can you can fly it for a specific amount of time. There's a whole MEL procedure and MEL number that's associated with that. So you still have to write it up and provide the MEL number that can only be given to you by control mm-hmm. from that, that owner operator of that aircraft. Right. So you have to yeah. call in and then they'll generate the number in their system. However, they have it set up and they'll give that to you over the phone and you have to write that number in there. And that's how you would say, you know, added to equipment list, uh, per MEL number, such and such. Right. And that's that's how you're covered on your end as the maintainer to, right. but to they, legally mel that because yeah it's an mel list and you can tell them like hey control this is an actual mel item i don't have the parts to replace it right now we can mel it and fix it at a later time or i can wait for parts whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and oftentimes they'll go all right cool let's MEL it but stand by while i generate the right because they're, they're going to need all the part numbers and serial numbers for you to input in their database and whatever else right
0: and then and then when you go to the ones where they don't have some kind of control number or documentation number. So you'll get a lot of uh, individuals who are just like, yeah, well, the customer says he's cool with it. And then he like really tries to drive it to you to, to do what needs to get done. I'm like, this doesn't sound right. This can't. This. Well,
1: And a lot of, especially younger guys in the field, they'll say, Oh, well they told me it was okay. I'm like, okay, but where's it in writing that it's okay. Cause mm-hmm. where, cause when it comes, when, when the fire gets put under their ass, they're going to burn, they're going to hang you out to dry immediately. I never said that. Prove where I said it you know, prove that right. I gave you the approval right. to uh, do what you did. And you're like, exactly. I can't. Yeah. So oftentimes when people are like, yeah, that's fine. I'll just get you the paper. Date. That's cool. I'll be on standby until I receive the paper. I'm right. going on work stoppage until then. And you have to, sometimes you have to stand your ground in, in situations like mm-hmm. that as a maintainer. Cause you just, you got to protect yourself.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cause once you lose that, uh, that license, man, it ain't coming back. Nope.
0: Nope. Nope. And then uh, that same uh, waiver, waiver authority, if, if it's just given to you by like word of mouth, sometimes that's done so often or so much, it just turns into some type of tribal knowledge where like it's just instantly understood that they'll buy off on it. And everyone just continues doing it, continues doing it until they get challenged. Where's your authority? Where's your document number? Where's your control? Whatever. And like,
1: ah, uh, well, this is how we've always done it. So you've always <laughs> been wrong then. That's cool. But yeah. what are we doing now? Like, Who are you? You can't tell us what to do. And then ultimately, like in you and I's case, we've gotten told to shut up and color. And you're like, okay, but it's known. So then you send an email and they're like, what are you doing? You put everybody on blast. Like, i just want it known. I want it in writing. I wanted it in writing that I said, Mm -hmm. I brought up this issue and I got a response that said, as per our discussion earlier today, we're going to do, we're going to skip that and do this. Yeah. Or how okay, many, how many uh, examples look, have I'm we covered.
0: had with that? Uh, Charlotte and I can tell you one almost exactly like this, where this was on a plane where they want us to uh, install a part on a, on a position that has no written procedures for it whatsoever. And there's, and the process owners like, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, but how <laughs> I don't have any procedures or documents or anything to tell me how to do it. I mean, I can physically do it, but I don't have anything to tell me that I did it right. And it, the process owner or project manager kept on really pushing it and it came down to where like I had to like send an email notification to basically everybody like per our conversation, you want me to do this and install it here, even though I have zero procedures for it and you're willing to say that's okay. Is this correct? And then instant reply. Yes, do it. They have any questions call me. And then within three minutes, (laughs) within three Mm -hmm. minutes quality is like, no, that is not what we're going to do this is completely wrong. You need to come
1: see me. <laughs> yeah. Come to my office immediately. Right. For discussion.
0: But but imagine, you know,
1: if nobody pumped the brakes on that, they would install that a the wrong way. And so I brought up situations like that too. And like, well, we don't have procedure for that, for that to do that here on that component. And I'm like, very well, do we have the component manual though? Cause I, I'm pretty sure every, every component on an aircraft has its own separate manual, right? right. The manufacturer has their own manual. And it might tell you to, to, this is the how you install it or clock the certain right. component or whatever as you install it. Um, and the aircraft manual just might be very vague with it. Which is why, at least on the uh, corporate side of things, we had access to component manuals, to IPBs, to drawings, mm-hmm. to the actual aircraft manual. Like we had access to all those things. So right. if it didn't say it in the manual, all right, well, let me go to the, that component and see if it tells me in there. Because oftentimes it, it would. Right. Um, so I asked for that. In one of our past situations, like, what? What's a yeah. component manual. Like, oh come on, you guys. Like, what are we for <laughs> real? Really? Like, yeah. But 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 they're like, no, we're not. Just just do it. I'm mm-hmm. like, give me an email. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How many times yeah. do we
1: do it? Give me an email. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm like, cool, got the email. And then still not really happy with that result, but at least it takes takes the pressure off of us and off the actual guys on the floor, mm-hmm. and we can say, okay, look. We're going to do it, and the guys in the floor are like this isn't right, and you're like, "Yep, I know." But here's the email saying yep. that they've given the approval, and you're like, "Okay, moving right. on. Whatever you say, coach. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you want to do, you're you're taking full responsibility at that point,
2: right? Well, and and like like six was saying, it's just protecting that maintainer from ultimately being hung out to dry, you know, because it's going to happen. I've seen yep. it more often than I you're, care to admit. You're low man. You're low man on that totem pole, you know. Yeah even if whether you're the, uh, the younger guy or the older guy you're or the, the lower on the post and when core, I rather. see a, a leader uh
1: or management or c o or whatever you want to call them when I see them give that kind of approval without any question i their credibility to me oh plummets. absolutely i mean it's it's done I'm like okay you I had some respect for you but now that now I see you're willing to just do whatever it takes. So you look good on your end. All yeah. Right. That goes into, that comes into like
0: the number fudging and all that stuff yeah. too. Well, we can go on forever on that like, one. I'm like, well, yeah. I'd hate to see
1: your taxes. Cause I'm sure there's some <laughs> shit on yeah, that. no shit. <laughs> right.
2: Well, yeah. And it's like, you're saving a dollar, but you're putting somebody's life in danger, you know? Yeah. And it's, and
1: it's not their life. So they don't care. It's, exactly. It's, it would be me with an A&P license. That's, that's at risk of losing that license Yeah, and to them. They're like,
2: yeah, they're willing to sacrifice your license for their dollar.
1: Yeah. They're like, I uh, don't that dollar is worth more than you, so we can replace you if we lose you. And you're right. Like, yeah. Right. And unfortunately, many organizations operate on that. You're all replaceable. Yeah, but the knowledge isn't. Well, we can train them up. And you're like, I don't, I don't care. Right. No, I don't care about the person.
2: Yeah. And and that's a shame. And and I recommend if you work for a company like that, uh, continuing to put in resumes.
1: Right. <laughs> you or know, put in resumes or fight it to the end. Yeah. yeah. If I, and then if they ultimately. Terminate. You can say, "So you terminated me for trying to do things the right way." Then you have lawsuit material. Not saying go around suing everybody, but like again, hold people accountable. Hold people accountable. But again, if it's if it if it comes down to you losing your license and your ability to work, you know, because an A and P is just a license to work. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to you got to take care of number one. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then goes that goes especially onto like the this is how we've always done it. Or that tribal knowledge of this is how we've always done it. Some, something or, or another is wrong in that whole line of uh, logic, I would call it, if you can say that, logic. But that that kind of mentality needs to get nipped in the ass like immediately. And it's either the procedure is wrong, we need to fix it. Or if the mindset is wrong, we need to fix it. Because if we keep on doing this and doing this and continue this cycle of shady fixes, one way or another, the band-aids are going to fall off and then all the bullshit this is going to come crashing
1: down. Yeah, to me, that tribal that um, tribal knowledge or only I can know this and not d- d- um, disseminate it to other people is a uh, is a major aspect of poor leadership. Mm-hmm. You uh, you are so incapable of leading your personnel properly that you have to withhold information from your team. Yep. So you can you can somehow justify your valuability. That's not even a word. Justify yourself to. Right to the organization as I'm I'm important and I'm necessary here. Right. We're yeah. not
0: adding value. we're not value added, we're just uh reappropriating the value. You know, yeah. we're taking yeah. the one from you and putting it to someone else.
1: Right. And then yeah. and then you build no credibility with your team and uh and then they just get that every time they run into an issue, I don't know, go tell go ask them, see what they want to do. Right. And yeah. I see that way too often, man. Dude, like, way too often it just kill it kills uh it kills people's will to try mm-hmm. to actually to learn more about the system to, act, to troubleshoot troubleshooting skills. I, I I didn't learn I didn't pick up on my troubleshooting skills till eight years into the into working in aviation because wow. the place that I worked didn't didn't put any value on troubleshooting uh components. You know? Wow. They said, well, I don't know. I think it's you know, I think it's this. And you're like, well, I think it's this and I'm your boss, so we're gonna do that. And you're like, just shut just shotgunning just sh- parts yeah just shut yeah just shut it down you're like okay and so and then after a while after a three or four times people go hey it didn't start what do you want us to do whereas if i was that lead, i'd be like well what have you done so far well right. i don't know it just didn't start okay well how about you troubleshoot a little bit and come to me with hey it wouldn't start but i tried these 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 and this and it still wouldn't go okay <laughs> cool let's dig into it a little bit further okay it's one of those how many times we said come to oh me with God. a problem but no solution.
0: Yeah, I have that I think that's probably like my biggest pet peeve of all time. Yeah. gents, uh people listening is anyone can point out a problem. Shit my dog can point out a problem. But <laughs> but you know it it really can. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's another thing to provide a solution. And I think that goes into your credibility as a person and how to do your own work like you have at least tried to figure something out or at least identify what's wrong than then to just bitch it out and like, well, that's off of my hands now. It's not my problem.
1: Yeah, as a lead, you, you if your people keep coming to you, here's the problem. Okay, well, do you have a path forward? Like, what have you done so far to to uh, resolve what it is? Have you tried anything yet? What's What's going? You know, no, I haven't done anything. Well, why, why? Why not? Why am I employing you then? Yeah, why so are you why are, here? Why are you here? If If because I you're not go, doing your job, right? If I have to go make all the decisions for you, I might as well get rid of you. And do it myself. Right. You know?
0: And then some will actually do that. They go, okay, bet. I'm like, you're 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 missing the point here, friend. Like the point is like I want you guys to be active. Self-sufficient. And, yeah. You know, completed staff work for a lot of you listeners out there. It's a thing. Look it up.
2: Yeah. I mean, troubleshooting, I know for for my industry, uh, whenever there's any small issue like uh oh I'm not getting what I should out of the speaker or whatever, it it's it's all troubleshooting. And if you're not willing to do that, uh in at least my role, and I'm sure your guys' role as well, then, then there's really no point of you being there. Yeah. Right? You're just sucking up all the good air. You're, yeah. you're wasting <laughs> space. You know yeah, I mean? exactly.
1: Right. You're, you're getting a paycheck the same as me, but I'm doing three times the amount of work as you. And that's just pissing me off. Exactly. Like your existence. Then at that point, pisses me off. You <laughs> are an inconvenience <laughs> to me. Right. Yeah. Your you're value, <laughs> my, your value, like minus, you know, yeah, in my out. way. Yeah. Uh,
0: closing thoughts, MVP.
1: Um, we've all done shady fixes. Uh, we all will probably continue to do shady fixes to a certain degree. Um, just, just be smart about it. Um, don't, don't do anything that would compromise the integrity of that component and could cause loss of life. Um, but also, you know, when you're out there working, you got to look out for yourself. So, if somebody's trying to get you to do a shady fix and it just seems way far left field uh pump the brakes on it and just kind of throw up that red flag yeah you probably get a lot of flack for it but and you might even lose your job depending on the organization you work for but at the end of the day you still have a license that you can take to another place that will value value you and not put you in that predicament so so just be smart
0: I'll rephrase it in a way that I can't. That's been taught to me. Is like, don't be the senior person with a secret. Like, if you know this this uh, fix is shady and you know it's a little questionable, don't keep it to yourself. Like, run that up the the ladder. Let them make the call whether it needs to go any higher or there needs to be some kind of authority that needs to buy off on it. Just don't be that one person to to end it all, be all, and then you be the one to shoulder all the blame if it goes south. Maybe, Maybe some guys do
1: that they think they're protecting their 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 team. If if shit goes sideways, I'm the only one who knew, so I'm the only one who could be held responsible. And maybe in their mind, they're they're thinking that I'm helping them by not telling them this, right? So they, so you know, deniability, right? Right, ignorance is bliss type thing. Yeah. Um, they can't be held responsible for something they didn't know. But again, like don't be the senior person with a secret.
0: Uh, we like to thank all our patrons for helping us make this episode and all our all our episodes really, giving Shoreline a, a reason to continue uh, making the show for us. Uh, we like to thank our patrons, uh, Erica Lamont, Laura Mans, <laughs> Mike Diltz, congrats on your baby, by the way. Uh, Ryan Freshour, Jenny Dignan, and Thomas Connolly. Thank you all so much for your patronage. Actually, all of you patrons thank all of you for it. And it helps us maintain our gear, get newer stuff, like these, these uh, new car smell mics we have right now. Having our first official sponsor, which is uh, Rockwell Time, Rockwell Watches. Uh, Rockwell Time makes uh, outdoor watches and some fancy watches, uh, sunglasses, safety-rated sunglasses too, and some snowboarding gear. They also make stuff for uh, veterans and for other people of service like firefighters and nurses and doctors. Uh, Visit rockwelltime.com. Use the code uh, CX, the number 4MX. That's uh, Charlie X-Ray, the number 4 Mike X-ray. Use that code to save 20 percent off your next purchase. Check out our merch at cancelformainance.com. And then, again, support us on Patreon.
1: Bye, everybody.